0: Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called How to Let Your Intuition Win. Uh, I love this topic. I usually spend a lot of time on the mental part when I say uh, mind, body, and spirit health. I spend a lot of time around the mind because I think mindset is really at the foundation of a lot of our health, but I love this episode because it talks about the spiritual part and the physical part a little bit more. Uh, And I love intuition. And I think so many of us have this amazing gift within us that we tend to neglect. And I think it can help us with many of our physical ailments. So let's get into it today, guys. Thanks for joining. So as always, a quick reminder that none of this is medical advice, guys. But what I want to talk about today is that I I believe our intuition is underutilized. <laughs> I think a lot of us, so let's get into like, no, I said today I was going to have some spiritual talk. I'll start with that. I think I've hit my knees in prayer before and pleaded to God to help and guide my path. Like, I want to follow what you have laid out for me, but I don't know what that is. Show me clearly. And then I sit there and I think, He didn't hear me (laughs) because I'm not hearing him, right? I mean, it's real easy to be like thinking your prayers are going unanswered when you're like asking for a loud and clear answer and then still feeling confused. So I think where we fall short sometimes is we ignore little nudges. We ignore that gut feeling. And that's what I think intuition really is. It's like when you think about something, like I'm going to go grab an ice cream. You know, it's 8.30 in the morning right now. I'm going to go grab an ice cream. (laughs) It doesn't even feel good. My my insides literally don't even align with that idea. I can feel like it, it doesn't feel good. Like, have you ever just... Really tuned into your body, how your heart rate feels, what you're, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you get real excited to go do something, let's say somebody said, hey, look, I just came up with these tickets. We're going right now. We're headed to whatever, some tropical destination. That's some your your dream location, right? How excited, that's an internal feeling that sort of like butterflies in the belly and like your heart's a little bit faster and you're excited and you can feel that physically. Like think of an extreme of something that gets you really excited, going to the racetrack, going to like what is your thing that gets you like your heart pumping and you know that pulse racing a bit. So what is it? Whatever that is gives you a good, clear, loud feeling of that. something that is like a yes, that's what a yes feels like. Um, and it doesn't have to be that extreme, but that uh, and some level is the good vibes, so that's the good feeling internally where your body's not disagreeing with the thought. <laughs> Does that make sense? So, like, I that's how I think of intuition, and so. Sometimes if I think of something that really feels like a bad idea, like somebody said to me right now like, "Hey, come on, let's go um go outside and make a snow fort." Oh my. That sounds like the worst idea ever to me right now. The wind is whipping, it's freezing cold out, the snow is like crusted and icy. It's not fun buildable snow. It's not there's not one element of that that sounds enticing to me. And internally, my body goes, Ugh. Like, you know, it just has that moment of like, do I have to? Right. So you can feel that difference between how your body lit up inside versus how it sort of shut down on you. And so if we use that as our sort of internal compass to help guide our directions, I think that's what following intuition really even means. So. When I was trying to decide sort of what to do next and I had a couple options and I was really asking for guidance from above, you know, spiritually trying to say, hey, I need a loud message and it felt like nothing was coming. Well, I very easily could have like, "Okay, I'm going to start to do a little of, of, of this project. How's that feel? I could have started to do a little bit of the other project. How's that feeling for me? Like, is there one that I'm wanting to procrastinate and put off? Is there one that just feels so good it makes me excited to do it? And I can't wait to to get going on it. So today, that was this podcast. Um, on my ride home after dropping my kids off from school, I had the idea of what I wanted to talk about. I don't always have a big plan well in advance, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But today, I hadn't even I hadn't even had the time to think about it yet, and. On the way home, it just came to me and I was like, I need to talk about this. I'm so excited about this topic. And I raced upstairs and did it immediately because I was following my intuition, which was saying, yes, this is what you need to talk about. And I could have sat and been like, well, I don't really know. I haven't really gotten a clear answer. I didn't have a sign right in front of my face. But (laughs) now let's take this to the physical place, right? So I said I was going to connect this to our physical well-being, I think sometimes when we're trying to make medical choices, the same intuition kicks in. You know, they always say like that a mother's um, sort of intuition tends to sometimes rule out even like doctors will really follow a mother's gut often. And I can tell you this as a doctor who's like when I had a, a child I was treating in my office, if their parent was saying to me, you know, I just don't think that's it. Like I've I think that there's something else going on. If they said that to me, you better believe I'm listening to that parent because they know their child better than I do. I'm getting a picture, a glimpse in time, and they see them every day. And if their gut is saying, you know, I don't really think it's a plantar fascia issue because I've seen for a long time they've been limping on their whole right leg. I think it's coming from their hip or whatever. They've had hip issues their whole life. I think they're walking weird. If they say that to me, you better believe that even if I'd already ruled that out, I'm going to look at it again. So, you know, how do we follow our own gut? I think what happens sometimes is that parent sitting in that appointment is thinking to themselves, no, I don't think they have it right, but they don't speak up. Their gut is yelling, right? Your intuition is shouting at you and saying, hey, hey, pay attention. I don't think this is, that doesn't sound right to me. And you're letting, you know, your you're letting sort of your fear of, you know, maybe stepping on toes or sounding foolish or whatever it is, whatever fear might pop up, you're letting that get in the way of actually getting better medical treatment at that point. So trust your gut and make sure you communicate to your doctor. This is what my gut's saying. Like you can rule it out if you want, but something inside me keeps saying, I think it's coming from my heart. You know, or I think I have something bigger going on and something more systemic. Like I I feel run down. Like if you communicate that those tidbits of information are so useful. And I can tell you as a practitioner that it's gold when people have that insight and offer it to you because it gives you the breadcrumbs you need as a practitioner to get to the right outcome. But so many times people are afraid to say something, and because of that, we don't get all of the information. And trust me, your intuition is big time gold for us as practitioners. It really is. And I mean, I can't speak for every practitioner out there, but I personally loved it when my patients were willing to say, hey, I have this weird feeling. What do you think? Oh, it was like, this is Christmas. Tell me what you think. What's going on? You know what I mean? Because we're all human. We all make mistakes. And even when my gut was yelling one thing and theirs was yelling something else, it's their body. You know, but usually there was some answer somewhere in between if we both both felt compelled and like, then there's probably a little bit of both going on, you know? And so I don't know, it's a dance, but it is so vital. And part of it is an inner confidence you have to build up to be willing to put yourself out there and maybe make someone else uncomfortable or maybe be willing to put make yourself uncomfortable and just feel a little funny saying it, but you need to do it. And I think those are those nudges. Those are your answers. And for talking spiritually, I do think it's God. I think it's, you know, the higher power saying, yeah, you're on to something. Like, keep keep digging. <laughs> keep going. This is the path, you know. And so uh, I'm starting to try to just tune in with my body more and how I react to certain ideas. And so much so that if I look back even at my business model, I really followed what I was being told for a very long time. Like I had I have my own mentors teaching me and showing me the business way. And at a certain point my you know that internal voice, the nudge, the intuition was just shouting like that doesn't feel good that might that might have worked for their model but it doesn't work for yours it doesn't feel good if it doesn't feel good trust it is what i like to say now of course like i said it's not medical opinion here guys this is just what in my experience has worked you always want to trust your doctors i'm just sort of shining the light on the importance of communicating with them. So then they're actually looking at it through an entire, like the whole picture, not just like one little narrow view, but they're able to see all of it. So like, you know, as I was just saying, I I had to sort of peel away what I was being told was the right way to do it and what really felt more right to me. And then every time that I allowed that to happen – One, my days feel better, you know, when I'm not filling it with the parts I don't like. Don't fill your day with things you don't like. We've talked about this in past episodes before, but it's not a good idea. So, you know, the more I've stripped away the things I don't, it's because, you know, really what I'm good at are the things that give me that good internal feeling, right? So let's say writing, for example. I love to write. I hate to speak on camera. I love to speak, like I love podcasting, because I get to go at my own pace. I have no pressure of all eyes on me because I don't always love to be seen while I'm being heard, um, which sounds crazy. But uh, so I figured out the ways to to be able to do that. You know, if if it didn't feel great for me to go live um you know in person but it did feel good for me to record and still be able to speak you know what i want to give to people sorry my dog is a little bit um noisy today um he needs sick so i'm letting him just kind of lounge next to me (laughs) but um you know so anyway as i was saying i've just really learned to grow with my business in a way that incorporates the parts that feel right so For instance, I love to write. As I said, I love to speak but not be seen. So like all of these things, I've figured out how to do them. So if, you know, I'll I'll just make up an example. This isn't actual, but um, let's say, for instance, the model I'm supposed to follow is um, something where I'm supposed to give a live presentation every day, hop on the phone, but none of that felt good then instead I could pre-record something. So I didn't have to have the pressure of that live, but it was already there. You know what I mean? Find the compromise is what I'm saying. So sometimes it's not like, so if the right way is you have to be seen, then maybe I still be seen, but I don't have to have the pressure of it on a daily basis because I already pre-recorded it. Does that make sense? So it's like I've found my way to still do all the parts that are essential and important, but still feel good inside. And to me, that's following your intuition. It's not just abandoning um, suggestions from your doctor. He can't like say, okay, well, I think you need to start chemo. And then you decide, well, that doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to do it. Um, It might be that (laughs) you really do need the chemo. I don't know. I don't know your situation. This isn't medical advice. It's just maybe you really need the chemo. But if it doesn't feel right to you, Maybe there's a way in which you can receive chemo and have it feel a little more right. Maybe you need to complement it with, you know, something else that is like helping you to feel better while you're receiving it. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying maybe there's a way to sort of make both things happen and feel good. Um, It's really when things just are all signs heck no. <laughs> like an approaching cliff, right? That feeling in your gut. I just say don't ignore it. You have to acknowledge it. You have to follow through on what is that? Why do I feel so resistant to it? And sometimes it's just even asking that question because then it gets you looking a little deeper. What is it about it that's got me so up in arms? Oh, it's because it's unknown. Well, you can fix the unknown by doing a lot of research, asking a lot of questions of your doctor, all that stuff, right? So if that's what's, what's making those flags pop up, then you can fix that. If you're getting that internal, like, oh, heck no, and it's because um, you know somebody who had it and had a bad experience, maybe you need to be able to speak with a bunch of people who had it and had a positive experience. Do you see what I mean? So, like, you can find a way to to still listen to your gut, but, but like, listen to what it's saying, and then still with logic in your mind, you know, and if, if you really know, no, this has to happen, like, Okay, I'll use the example of your kids going off to college and it feels like, oh, I'm not okay with this. Something in my gut is just saying no, no, no. But maybe it's just because you don't want them to go and you're gonna miss them and whatever. Like, so maybe like really dig deep on what is this? Where is it coming from? Why am I so resistant? If if you really can't put your finger on it and just feels something is not right. That might be different. But if it feels like oh, it just feels heavy to me and it doesn't feel good, maybe it's just that, you know, you're going to miss them. And maybe the real answer is just I need to find something to do with my time. Maybe I need to pick up a new hobby. Maybe I need to join a gym. I need to do something to to make that not feel like an empty void, you know, but. Uh, But you just have to dig. (laughs) That's all I'm saying is be aware of it first, even recognize like if something's stirring up in you um, one way or the other, good, bad or indifferent. Um, And then also follow that, you know, follow the breadcrumb that you were just given that little nudge. What is it? Where is it coming from? Why do I feel this way? What is it about it? You know, or if it, if something feels super good, like, oh my gosh, that school there's just something about that college in particular that feels so good to me. Well, I mean, it's not your decision, it's your your child's ultimately, but maybe you tell them that there's something about this school that feels really good to me. What do you think what are your what are your insides saying like do you feel that way because sometimes if you just throw your own intuition on people. Um, you'll find the opposite. (laughs) It happens, especially with children, I feel like. Anytime I'm like, oh, this one, this feels right, then they're quick to be like, "Uh, I don't know, because it feels like pressure, right? And it's really ultimately up to them. So I usually will just kind of say, wow, this one feels really good to me. What do you guys think? Like, you know, it's like immediately, I need to know what their thoughts are around it without the pressure of like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is the one, (laughs) you know, because that can really feel like um, that can make someone else's intuition fire up with like, no, no, you're being told this is it. And you haven't yet, you know what I mean, seen what works for you. So anyway, it is a dance, no doubt. Um, But the first thing is just getting super in touch with what is intuition? What does it feel like inside of you? What does a yes feel like? What does a no feel like? Once you have a gauge on that, it's so much easier to maneuver through your day and feel like you're following your intuition because you know what it is. You know what it's saying. All right, guys, I want to take a quick break. And after that break, I've got more good stuff to come, so don't go anywhere. So I have a grief coaching program that is for a higher level of grief where it feels like soul-crushing loss, and I am helping people every day inside of a program that has coaching, one-on-one, group coaching. There is so much support within this, and it is a program that is designed to be about 10 weeks long, um, although the support extends far beyond that, and I have not yet heard one bad thing about it. I've never heard a single person come out the other end and say this was not money well spent that they were happy to have um, invested in, so I want to offer to anyone listening that if it's something you want to know more about, you can email me at heather at cancer dot com, and you have to spell out y o u. Can you cure cancer? It's funny, isn't it, how uh, we tend to abbreviate everything. That I feel the need to say that, <laughs> but uh, if you drop me an email and let me know that you want more information on my program, I will send it over to you. So, thanks for listening, and back to the show. You know, the funniest thing about intuition to me is that I, before starting this episode, I wanted to think of a time where intuition failed me and i couldn't come up with one which is amazing if you really think about it and yeah i mean even to the fact of losing my husband i think that my gut was telling me that it was not we weren't going to have the outcome i desired all along like my intuition was already telling me to prepare um but yeah, I don't think it ever let me down. And this is good. (laughs) It's like a compass, right? It never fails. So when you're really trying to find your true north, intuition is the best guide you can have. And if I do look back though, hindsight is such a cool thing because I can actually see where every time I had that real gut pull towards something, it was right. And That's incredible. And I don't think it's an accident. I think it's because it's God. And that's just my faith and my spiritual beliefs. But um, I think higher power was looking out for me. I think I asked, I prayed, I got an answer. And I followed it. And sometimes I didn't follow it. But every time I look back, I can say, oh, but the intuition, the gut feeling was right. It was aligned. Um, You know... (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, people say a mother's instinct, but it I think it's human instinct. I, of course, I think a mother's instinct is is quite strong. I don't know if we get an extra little boost of superpower intuition when we have children. But um, I just think, you know what I think it is that parents listen to it more. You know, we listen to that nudge more often because often maybe it's fear-based. Maybe it's like, oh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good person for them to hang out with. I don't think that that's a great thing for them to be doing because it's out of a place of love, right? We're trying to protect them and we're trying to, like maybe it's out of fear, but it's out of love and protection as well. So when you're coming from that place of, uh, you know, what's best for someone, I think the intuition maybe is even stronger, (laughs) which is really... a neat way to say that if what i don't think you can use your intuition for not the best of intentions if that makes any sense like i think that if you're aligned with trying to do what's best for humankind for your family for your life whatever if it's out of a place of trying to do good i think you will be blessed in that situation i think that it's when we are coming from a place of like trying to manipulate or steer things in our benefit that's, you know, I mean, it's like out of a selfish sort of desire or something like that. That's when it's like, well, you know, it's like we're trying to use our superpower gifts, but not for the greater good. <laughs> I feel like some kind of there's some kind of superhero that says something. Is it Spider-Man that says something to that effect of... Anyway, I don't know. But um, I do think that we need to have the right intention in mind. And does that mean that every time we're we're wanting you know something good for someone else that we're going to get what we want? That's not what I'm saying. No, not at all. I mean, if that was the case, my husband would still be here, right? Because I certainly was trying to, you know, prolong his life, but um but in that way my intuition wasn't saying like Yeah, do this and it's going to work. It was actually like if I really listened to my gut, like I didn't want to. I wanted to be like, yeah, that little flicker of hope inside me, I wanted to focus on that. But if I really focused on the gut feeling I was having deep down within, it was always that this feels like it's in vain. It feels like it's not going to be enough, you know? And I don't know, does this fall into my other topic that I've talked about with what you expect is what you get? You know, maybe, maybe it's because we sort of expected it to go that way that it did. But I don't know. I think it was just my gut letting me know, I know you want this, but like let's be real. You know, it was saying to me, you know, on some other level within your body, you are aware. You already know this. You need to prepare yourself. You need to be you know, grounded a bit. And, um, you know, my lofty aspirations of saving his life and curing his cancer, you know, it, it was like, my body was like giving me a hug. It was like, I know you want this and you mean well, but, eh. <laughs> you know, and, and it kept trying to pull me and nudge me. And, and I just kind of kept shoving it down and swallowing hard because I wanted to stay hopeful. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually think staying positive is so important to healing. So um, I don't discourage that. I also think, though, if there's something in the back of your mind that just keeps speaking and saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, this, just pay attention to it. Be aware of it. It doesn't mean you have to follow some big path. It doesn't mean you have to pivot and change everything. It doesn't mean that, you know, you lose all hope. It just means that there's someone telling you there might be more to this than you're even aware of. Just know that. You know what I mean? It's like, don't turn your back totally on this potential that this could go this way. You know, that's kind of what my intuition felt like throughout our cancer journey was like just this sort of thing in the bottom of my belly that just kept saying, you know, it was like. I don't know. It it didn't yell out. It didn't um, make me change my my direction. I was still, you know, hell bent on trying to get the outcome that we so desperately wanted. Um, and maybe that's part of the whole process of the the denial phase. Of you know, I was sort of like, yeah, well, I I already know this, but we're still gonna fight like crazy. You know, I think that's what was happening within my body. Um, But yeah, we've talked about cortisol at length in this um, podcast, and you know my feelings on stress hormones and getting yourself overly worked up. What What I'm saying here is, like, if we had gone down the path of just complete stress around the situation, like, there's nothing that can be done, this is the worst, we're heading towards death, you know, the sky is falling. If we had gone there, it only probably would have shortened his life right? Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, it probably would have only shortened his life. And it wouldn't have necessarily offered anything in the way of, you know, I mean, like, yeah, so outcome is going to be outcome. But if, if it could extend even a day of his life for us to do all the right things, I still was on board with that. You know, I wasn't going to abandon the trying and the hoping and the praying and all of that and all of the, you know, treatments we did, course in hindsight i look back and i go oh well like maybe we could have if we hadn't forced him to eat so many healthy things and we had allowed him to not have to go through all these treatments and stuff at the end he could have enjoyed the end of his life a little more but you know we needed to keep that hope and spark alive because i think we needed to fight till the end we needed to know we exhausted every single option so even though my intuition spoke saying "Eh, it doesn't seem very likely I still needed to, for my own mental, for my own, um, you know, just to know that like, we didn't give up, it wasn't our choice. This was literally God's plan and there's no other, you know, there's no one, two ways about it. We can't look back and go, well, we never really did try that immunotherapy they suggested or we didn't change our diet or get out and start exercising or, you know, maybe if we had, no, there was like, we did it all. We got, you know, turned over every rock. We looked all over the earth for a solution. So I have peace with that. You know, so it's like if I had totally just said, well, my intuition says this is going nowhere, I'm not going to do anything about it, then what? You know what I mean? He would have had a probably shorter time. He would have, uh, you know, like, I don't know that that, that's why the gut feeling's there, or the intuition. The intuition, I think, is just sort of like your all-knowingness inside your own body. Like, I do think that it's an extra sense that we have that is highly ignored. I think that it's, like, um, an inner knowing of sort of, like, not every outcome, but often we kind of already know how something's going to play out. Have you ever, like... I'll use an example of like a kid's basketball team because I'm surrounded by that every day. But, um, you know, you kind of know when you go up against a certain team whether you're going to win or lose. Now, you could be wrong, but usually there's some type of feeling that goes, "Mm." (laughs) like you know, and whether it's because there's been certain evidence out there, like you're watching them warm up and it looks like they're making every shot. They're a lot bigger than you, whatever it is your body sort of stacks up all that evidence and gathers it all and then sort of comes to a conclusion. Does it mean you're right every time? No. Can we anticipate, like, that someone's going to turn their ankle and that this is, you know, whatever happens or plays out? No. I mean, there's no way to know. But I think when I look back, so we were just in a tournament, and I I kept saying, like, oh, I think we could win this thing. But there was something in my stomach that kept going, I don't know though. There's that team that we played early in the season that they we really didn't just lose to them. We really like got in our heads and like just couldn't pull it together when we played them. And I knew that in the back of my mind, I kept thinking every time I said that we could really win this, there was this sort of like feeling of like except if we come up against this team or if it in except if they have improved their game as much as we've improved ours this season. Or, you know what I mean? There was like some kind of little feeling that I never really focused on, but I I always sort of had there. Well, there's still this little thing that could happen. That's where I think the intuition is. Um, And it's not to say... Well, I got this gut feeling that we're not going to beat this team. Therefore, why are we even going to go up against them? Right. So, that's how you can kind of relate it to like medicine and sports because it's the same idea of like just because you think you know how it's going to go doesn't mean all hope is lost and we don't even try. <laughs> right. So, I always say you still put, hold optimism in your heart, you still try with everything in your soul. You try if it's if it's something that counters against what you want as an outcome, I really do try to just backseat it to the point where like, again, I think if you expect it, you're going to get it. So I don't allow it to sit in the front seat at all. Uh, You can't necessarily get rid of it because it's like a little flicker somewhere inside that's saying like, I think this. So (laughs) chicken or the egg, I don't know. I don't know whether it's my expectation that's bringing on that feeling, the feeling that's bringing on the I I don't know. All of that. No idea. But what I will say is both are valid and important. (laughs) You know, you should always hold your expectations to what it is that you want, right? Don't expect the worst because you'll get it but also have the awareness of what your body's telling you because it's so important to prepare it's so important to to know that this is a possibility you know i think that if i had totally ignored that think about how much even more devastating it would have been if i hadn't if that intuition hadn't spoken up right if it hadn't let me know that it's possible that this might not go your way. Because then I would have been in shock and horror on top of the devastation. You know, I don't think I was completely shocked. Whereas some of our friends who didn't even know how sick he had gotten were in shock and devastation all at once. But I had the the awareness and the knowledge and, you know, I had seen all of the different imaging and I had known how his symptoms were progressing. I had other signs and things that were feeding my intuition. So I wasn't also shocked and complete disbelief about it. You know, I had a warm up to know what was coming. And I mean, maybe in grief that's that's where some people feel robbed because they didn't have that. They didn't have that inner knowing or um you know, even a little intuition, something was coming. It just came out of the clear blue. Um, And for me, I did have the time to sort of grieve him while he was still here. Um, And that, I don't know, I guess that's helpful. Um, Also incredibly hard because it's almost like um, I think about, so I lost my husband, let's say if I lost my husband on January 1st, and let's say somebody else lost their person um, on, let me see if I'm going to say this right. I guess my point is that even if I lost my person first and I had the knowing it was coming and then like they lost their person months later, they had no awareness, they really did get to enjoy Those, let's say, four more weeks or whatever their person. But now let's reverse it a little bit and say that um, I knew that it was coming. So I started preparing. I actually started grieving, let's say, a year and a half before I lost my husband. So in a sense, I lost him that whole year and a half before. You know what I mean? And if I had not known, I would have gained a whole year and a half with him. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say, because I said it really bad the first time. But if you can follow that. So so in other words, if you know it's coming, your grieving starts as soon as the knowledge starts. Whereas, you know, like, yeah, it does stink to have it just ripped away from you. But you got to enjoy life to its absolute fullest right up until that very moment. So in a way, I feel like I actually lost my husband you know even a year and a half before he passed because the knowledge was there so that whole year and a half was not what you would think it's not a live like you are dying kind of experience you you live like you are in panic mode. Like there's five seconds left on the clock and you are scrambling to try to do whatever you can to get the win. You know, that's what it felt like. It was pure panic and no enjoyment. We didn't do any of those things. We didn't take trips. We were in doctor's offices coming up with plans, coming up with a backup plan, coming up with a, you know, far off land plan. We had all the plans, but, um, we didn't have any of the enjoyment. Um, and I had friends and I knew people who were still traveling and all these things and they had no idea they were just about to lose their person almost to the same day that I lost mine, let's say, but they enjoyed that whole year and a half that I was miserable during, you know, and some people will see that as, well, you had the time to prepare at least and say the things and, and even that didn't happen sadly. Like, you know, you never know when the mind turns off, that's the hard part, but, um, but neither is good. Let's just say that in grief. But but back to the intuition piece of it all. Um It's frustrating when you feel like, man, how did I not see this coming? Did my intuition fail me? You know, like, I should have known. I should have seen a sign. I should have had a gut feeling. I didn't have anything. But that's a great thing, guys. That's a sign you were just enjoying life, right? You were doing stuff (laughs) you were fully invested in just the moment and not um you know yes sure um maybe a daily awareness practice that brings you internally and really gets in touch with with that intuition and gut feeling might have helped to give you an idea something was coming up maybe but um I don't know. I mean, that's a whole what-if game that you can never win, right? Never. And so I don't know if I would even go there, but I would say sometimes, yes, our intuition feels like it fails us. But in a way, the whole reason I brought that story up is just because sometimes it's like a gift, you know, just look at it for what it is. And and just remember, if you did have that gut feeling and you kind of acted on it, it would have just deprived you of some experiences you had right up until the end of that person's life. So in a way, it's kind of better that you didn't have that sort of flag flying because if you did, you would have kept looking for, what is it? Why do I have this feeling like I like something's coming, like something bad's about to happen? And you wouldn't have necessarily gone... You know, I know somebody that just lost their person in Vegas, literally in the elevator. Like, you wouldn't have even taken that trip. You would have been staying at home and, you know, all these things. You should live life right up until the last second you have. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful nod to a life well-lived. So don't have any... you know, regret in that manner, or worry that your intuition is off. That might have just been a gift, right? It might have been a spiritual gift to allow you to just keep doing, keep having fun. You've already said this stuff. They already know this stuff. Just go do it. Go have fun. You know, think of it that way. Um, I don't know. My kids, I'm trying to harness in them because they're still so young to pay attention to that gut feeling more. Like, I'll use the example of traffic, but You know, my oldest, oh, sometimes he just like hops out of the car and starts to walk and I'm like, (laughs) wow, you know, where is that common sense? Where's that intuition? Um, But I think like, so sometimes I'll just say, well, hold on a second, like check in with yourself. You know what I mean? Like dial in for a minute. And for, for kids, you can't really talk about it on a level of like, it's a little high level when you're talking about internal feelings and um all those autonomic things like heart rate and like butterflies. And sometimes they can relate to that. Some kids are pretty intuitive. Other kids will kind of look at you like you've got 10 heads. So, you know, you have to kind of play with that. But I do think it's great if we start talking to them when they're young about it. I think that kids can grow uh, with this knowledge that this is like a sense. You know, we grew up believing we could see, (laughs) Because the evidence is right in front of us and we look at things all the time and we know we have that gift of sight. And we knew we could hear because we're hearing our parents from a young age and we are aware we can hear. And we smell and we touch. And well, think about it. If we from the time we are young, we're taught that we have intuition as another sense, and we are constantly reminded to listen to it and pay attention to it, just like we are with our ears or our eyes or our, you know, our fingers or our nose or whatever it's the same thing they will start to know it they will start to foster like that as an activity of practice where they know okay this is what it feels like and this is how I tap into it and what a cool thing that would be right if that was from the time we were young someone had taught us how to use our sense and you know because I think just like any other sense you know it's not necessarily needing to be taught it's, it's an inner knowledge and knowing. You know, we know we can see because we can. Well, we know we have intuition because we do. It's just that simple. But I think it's not fostered. It's not reminded. And it's not as obvious. So all these other senses are obvious because we need them to even maneuver through our day. Well, I would argue intuition is no different. We need it to maneuver through our day. But we are just not so like we can still function without it easier than we can function without some of these other um, senses in the sense that immediate danger, imminent danger won't fall on you necessarily. For instance, if all of a sudden you shut your eyes and you have no sight, things start to fall apart real fast. You bump into a wall, you hurt yourself, whatever. Without your intuition, um, I think we still fail just as much. I think we're unaware that it's because of the absence of the sense You know, with our eyes, we have to literally close them. With our nose, we have to plug it. With our ears, we have to plug them. You know what I mean? With touch, you would literally have to, like, put your hands in your pocket or whatever it is. So you're getting what I'm saying. Like, it's a hard one to realize when it's not there. The absence of it isn't something that you can shut off with a physical action of like closing your eyes or plugging your ears, right? So how are you aware when it's not in effect? So I think that's why it's such a different sense because we don't even have the awareness when it's not turned on and it's harming us. But I think just like all the other senses, when you're not using it, it's just like turning it off and putting it you know, in the off position, turning the stove to off. It's not doing anything anymore, so it's not benefiting you. It's like you don't even have the sense at all. And yeah, you're probably floundering a bit in your life. So if you're finding yourself hitting brick walls, if you're finding your health failing, if you're finding all of these things just not connecting, it could be you're not using one of your senses that is essential to succeeding. And, you know, I think all of the senses are equally as important and valid to succeeding. And so I'm telling you that if, If it's something that if you're finding failure, put it this way, if you're finding a failure anywhere in your life in any aspect, just come back to yourself a little bit. Come back in and and try to even do that activity I did at the start of this episode where you just tap into is my, do I know what my intuition feels like? Do I know what good feels like? Do I know what bad feels like in my body, in the inside of my body? It's not taught. But it's something that I want you to learn to know, just like as though you had been taught it from the time of childhood. Start to teach yourself what your intuition sounds like and feels like. And then more often than not, I think, when we turn to prayer and we ask for answers, we know how to hear. (laughs) We know how to listen. Um, So just like the sense of sound and hearing, I think same thing. We will know how to truly listen to our intuition, I think we'll know how to actually hear the answers that we're asking for, because we're gonna know what it feels like in our body. We're gonna know what what that response is, you know. Otherwise, we're just constantly gonna feel let down. Like, okay, God didn't hear me this time. I'm not getting any answers. I don't have any direction. I mean, are we really listening close enough to hear the answers that we might be being given? And how is he supposed to answer us, guys? I mean, it's not going to be a voice in your head necessarily. It might just be that feeling in your gut, you know. Or maybe it is like a voice in your head. It's like the angel on your shoulder or whatever. Maybe it is that. Maybe it's that for you. That's how it connects is this sort of little, like, reminder or this, you know. For me, it's a gut feeling, and I just go with that. But um But find it for yourself. See what it feels like in your own body and trust that because I don't think we're being let down as often as we might want to say we are. (laughs) I think we're just not tapped in and in touch with how to hear the answers that are being given to us every single day. So guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I think intuition is so important. I think we all have it. It's a cool superpower that is underused and, you know, vital quite frankly. So tap into yours guys and, you know, let me know what you find out. I'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Hopefully I'll see you on the next episode.